This is Ted from the Motorcycle Men Podcast. This is episode 112. That's right, 112 episodes. Well, we've been doing this stuff. Uh, welcome to the V-Twin Cafe. I'm here by myself in the corner booth for another great interview show. Uh, this is a great one. Uh, may, many of you may have heard my guest on other shows already or on uh, from other interviews, but I had the opportunity to speak with uh, the president and CEO of kirsch uh, helmets so this is a great interview uh, check it out um prior to that before that uh, let me get into some business uh first of all i want to thank everyone who has uh been listening to the podcast and contributing to the podcast we're making some changes uh some big things are coming up in the not too distant future uh first of all first thing you will notice those who have subscribed on patreon you will notice that we're done with that yes we've canceled our patreon uh, account and we're no longer taking uh, contributions and subscriptions or subscribers from Patreon. Thank you very much for your support in that area, if you ha- were donating in that area. But we've decided that uh, we weren't making uh, enough to cover our expenses with that, and we were not providing enough content um, or things for our guests, those who were uh, subscribing to the podcast through Patreon. So we, in all fairness, we thought it was best that we just canceled that. So... Uh, thank you very much for contributing. If you'd still like to donate to the podcast, you just go to the homepage and click that donate button. You can make a one-time donation um, via PayPal and just make a donation to the podcast that way. If you'd like, uh, we're not pushing it if you want to. We greatly appreciate that. It's wonderful. But uh, we're more interested right now in just bringing you the best content we can. Um, like I said, we're going to be making some changes in the not-too-distant future. Uh, we may be down for a little while, too, so just be patient with that. In the meantime, uh, thank you very much for, uh, for listening. Uh, what else we got going on? Um, that's about it right now. So listen, uh, watch you sit back, relax, take it easy, and listen to this wonderful interview I had uh, with my guest from Kirsch Helmets. Uh, joining me now all the way from Schenectady, New York, up in my favorite part of uh, the Northeast, uh, Mr. Donnie DeVito of Kirsch Helmets. Don, welcome to the Motorcycle Men Podcast. It's uh, great to be here with you tonight. I've uh, I've been looking forward to this ever since uh, I was told that uh, about the Motorcycle Men podcast. I couldn't wait to be on it. Well, thank you very much. It's it's an opportunity to speak with uh, people who are familiar with your type of helmet that you guys are creating. So why don't you do this? Tell us a little bit about your motorcycle self and Kirsch Helmets. Well, let me start by telling you about uh, about Kirsch Helmets. Okay. Uh, Kirsch Helmets is a company that was. Uh, uh, started uh, here in Schenectady, New York, and uh, our founder and, and my fellow uh, founder is Jason Kershaw. Uh, Jason has been a rider for many years. Um, he, I'm a vet myself. I'm a veteran. This company is made up of riders and veterans and uh, many more things than that and many more people than that. So we're really uh, happy to be able to work on this project, all of us together, because we're really in the business to uh, design uh, the very best uh, motor vehicle crash helmet. And in particular, we're focused on this classic half shell where we know uh, people would rather 
not wear a helmet and wear one at um, than uh, wear one that's uh, big and bulky and unsafe. So uh, we're, we're glad to be here and glad to be able to bring the technology together. Excellent. Uh, now, as far as it goes for your motorcycle self, we were talking offline before, and you actually do not ride. No, I don't. I, I did when I was younger, and uh, as I got older, I um, went away. Um, you know, I rode through high school, and then when I uh, beyond that, I uh, joined the military and went away. Didn't have any real um, object of uh, desire to come back and and do that. So for me, um, it's been largely not. A, it hasn't been a part of my life at all. But I uh, understand the problems. And when I first met Jason, I just fell in love with him and the technology and the opportunity, I think, to really make a difference. So um, that's what's uh, created the passion in, in my bones uh, to, to go after this and solve this problem because there's a real price of failure if, uh, if we don't do this right. And so I'm happy to be a part of it. All right. Now, you don't have a motorcycle, but, of course, being around the culture as much as you are now, I guess that's inspiring you to possibly go out and get yourself something, right? Yeah, actually, uh, you, you're right there. I've been I've been uh, looking, and I've uh, actually even begun shopping. I'm really kind of oh, really? What, what my next move will be? Where are um, you shopping? Well, I'm definitely I'm looking at in the V twin space. I I, I really uh, love the Harleys and and everything they represent. I'm thinking that now coming up with the 115th uh, anniversary of the mm-hmm. Harley. Um, enterprise i'd really like to get myself into something so i've uh kind of interested in what's been going on with the dyno um um, all the discussions that have been going on so i've been looking at at at, uh that so uh it's amazing how passionate everybody is on both sides of the issue well you know america the americade rally is up in your neck of the woods and that's happening every june and i'm sure you would be able to take a couple bikes for a ride up there next june I, I plan to. Actually, I'm going to be at more shows than I can imagine. Uh, you know, I'll probably be in the next 12 months, even before that. Uh, uh, AmeriCade rolls around. I'll probably be at 15 shows before that. Oh, there you go. Now, the, as far as it goes for the uh, the creation of this low-profile helmet that Kirsch is, uh, has created, uh, tell us about what inspired that. Well, uh, Jason looked at the technology, and he's you know, he was in, he was on his way to Laconia, and he started thinking about it. He, he his his bike broke down. He uh, was there with his friends. He wound up sitting on a porch, and and uh, for most of the uh, for most of the rally and watching hundreds of thousands of people ride by, and nobody was wearing helmets. And he wow he he saw one guy who was uh, wearing a helmet. And that fellow was on a moped. <laughs> <laughs> sure. It's kind of like uh, really not necessary. So he, he knew that people would rather, um, again, would rather uh, not wear a helmet than wear anything that was big and bulky yeah. and uh, small and unsafe or anything that really didn't look cool. So he, he embarked on a on a mission to find the best technology for it, and he came up with this dramatic uh, technology breakthrough. Um, that we we know will replace over time foam compression technology, and this is uh, this technology is a fluid displacement technology that's very unique, and it has it we feel is the most effective way mm-hmm. to reduce head injuries and the risk of traumatic uh, brain injury to concussion risk, 
and paralysis or death. And so we, you know, he as he developed this technology, he was really inspired by that day. Oh, okay. That he just saw what the problem was. Now, this this helmet is the CMH-1 low-profile helmet. And uh, this is, I guess this is what some would call a beanie or a brain bucket helmet. Um, like many guys you see wearing these uh, helmets, they're like the uh, like novelty helmets you see some guys wearing. And I'm sure you've probably seen a lot of these helmets out there. And now that so many companies are coming out with these type of helmets like you're creating, what makes Kirsch helmets a little different than these other helmet companies that are creating this more low-profile helmet like, like what you guys are doing? Well, the, what what really happened here, and what uh, what makes our uh, technology so different, is that is the technology breakthrough, um, and this really is a revolutionary uh, move in safety. Um, it's a it's a more efficient way of handling kinetic energy. Mm-hmm. It reduces uh, rotational and angular acceleration impacts. Uh, so it's got it's got all the things that a rider wants. But what we're able to do. That's so different with this fluid displacement technology is we're able to get all the work done in a half an inch. So in, in one half of an inch rather than a couple of inches of foam, uh, we're able to be more effective at both low and high energy impacts. And that really can uh, makes all the difference. And this way, we can slip somebody into a uh, comfortable, stylish uh, helmet with improved performance and without them having to give up safety. Okay. Now, what kind of rider do you see using this helmet? Well, actually, uh, we're, we're focused on that novelty rider. You bring up, bring that up in a great point that uh, over 800,000 people a year are buying the novelty shelf. No kidding. Really? The uh, number is that yeah, high? A lot of, out of 9 million riders, about 800,000 helmets a year are being bought. No kidding. Uh, and so, and that, and, and, and so for us, we're focused on those people that are buying that because they want that low-profile, uh, light, comfortable helmet, but uh, they're they're sacrificing safety to do that. And um, you know they want to look cool. Uh, they want to they want to feel the wind on their face, and they make a choice when they when they select that. And you know when you buy your gear, whatever it is, you buy your 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 motorcycle, you buy this the all of the clothing you wear. And you buy that helmet, you're making a choice about gear. Mm-hmm. And we think it's important that uh, uh, somebody that gets into this uh, decision that they're able to have a choice. And when they buy their gear, uh, that they have something that is, is not only safe and, and stylish, um, it's, it's comfortable and, and performs better than any other helmet they'll ever wear. Right. Well, you know, it's funny that uh, my brother, who is one of the co-hosts of the Motorcycle Man podcast, Chris... He wears one of those novelty helmets, and we've been yelling at him for years about it. And he finally, after a couple accidents that he had, uh, he finally went out and bought a DOT low-profile helmet. And unfortunately, he doesn't wear it all the time. So we're, we, when I first heard about Curse, I was saying, like, well, maybe this is something he would probably wear more often than the novelty helmet. So, so we got to get well, them into. You know, um, we're we're a wrong way. We're finding finding that's the case. We're getting people that um, have been wearing, um, you know, uh, DOT half shells or been wearing novelties, and some that have even uh, were not wearing helmets at all, 
and they're starting to make that decision. They're really careful now, and as we're seeing a resurgence of uh, riders and information that's available to them about brain injury and, and all of that, it's it, it's becoming less of a stance of, of um, individuality and and of uh, you know fighting the establishment, and yeah. now it's becoming more about um, having the right look and and performance of the helmet, and so then they can uh, be comfortable. And finally, there's a technology that's able to give them all of that in one package, and that's what we're so proud of. Yeah, you know, I, I get it. I, I get the because I, so I occasionally I wear a half helmet. Uh, and I understand what, you know, like you said, getting the wind in your face and you get the, the whole, you're like immersion right into the whole experience. I have never worn a low profile helmet like this. Uh, I would, you know, give it a shot and see if I liked it or not. My, my brother raves about it. So this is why I think I want to get him into one of your helmets. Now, tell me about the, the size of the helmet itself because it is so small. Does that require that the outer shell be a little heavier construction than the average? Like full face helmet or half helmet or three quarter helmet. Uh, it, it you're right. It is uh, it is tougher. Uh, we don't want our shell uh, like with uh, compression foam. The whole design is about having the outer shell break, and that's part of the initial phase of resistance that helps displace energy. So you want that shell to break, and then um, so it invites the energy into the foam, and then the foam starts compressing. That's how it's been for 60 years. Yeah. What we want is we want a tough outer shell. And this tough outer shell, we've, we've, we've tested uh, 30 different te- um, materials to come down to the one material that we feel um, is strong enough to hold that shell together so that not only can it take the one or two hits that the DOT requires, but that it can take multiple hits, hit after hit. Because we know that even though uh, DOT standards are what they are, um, it's the, the impacts on the real on in the real world are 90% of the impacts are very different from what you test for in DOT. Sure. Now, did so, you guys did you guys do a, a, a have a snail test done on this? Well, you can't test a snail um, a snail uh, a half shell for snail. Oh, really? They don't certify. So you you can. Um, get some anecdotal information. You can look at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've done very well in, in uh, some of the uh, tests that are associated with uh, the uh, associated with the snail testing. You know, when you look at how many milliseconds um, can you get? You know, are you allowed to be over um, over 200 G's and all of that? We've done very well in some cases. Some of our testing has shown no milliseconds over over uh, 200 G's. So it's very interesting, um, you know, what we're getting for performance. But in the end, you got to do the test to to know where you really stand. And and when we get to a three-quarter shell or a full face, um, then, you know, then that day, when that day comes, we'll test for Snell. Okay. Now, with the um, speaking of Snell, they suggest that every three to five years you replace your helmet. Does that... Does this helmet fall into that same category? Is it necessary? Um, yeah, it, it really, uh, you know, the materials are solid and, um, and durable. Um, the, the liner inside the, the helmet is made with a, a, a special silicon uh, product that's used in prosthetic devices. So it's, it can last for many, many years. And the shell itself it's, is, is very durable as well as the 
chin strap and all, but we warranty for two years. We, like everyone, feel that if you have sustained an accident or drop the helmet, you really should uh, replace it because you just don't know structurally what that impact might have done. So like everyone else, we feel uh, that you need to uh, replace the helmet over over those um, years, so not uh, not waiting uh, five or ten years to do it. All right. Well, we're going to talk about that inner liner in a second, Guy, because I have a question regarding uh, impacts and replacing uh, the helmet uh, that def- directly affects the inner liner. Now, I have heard from some associates who saw you guys uh, at the AIM Expo out there in Columbus, Ohio, um, and they're saying that the, the, the helmet seems a little heavier than most. Uh, what, what's the actual weight on the helmet, and how does that compare to a similar helmet uh, that's out there? Uh, the helmet's about 2 pounds, 7 ounces. Um, certainly heavier than a novelty shell, it's, uh, but it's a, hel- it's a real helmet. It's not yeah, a novelty. Yeah. So, it's, you know, it's designed, and we've spared no expense um, and, and cost of, of uh, the technology that we put in. You know, the materials that we're using from the chin strap to the, to the clip to the liner uh, to, the, uh, to the shell itself, we make sure that everything is solid. It's all American-made. It's all made here in the United States. Um, in, in fact, our helmet is entirely made in the United States. Oh, nice. And the, and the, so, the solid, uh, what, what they felt was a, a solid, durable helmet that was tough. And it's made to be tough because, you know, you want to have, if you make the choice to wear a half shell, you want to have something between you and the road. Okay. And that's that's why it's a, it may seem a little heavier. It's actually uh, in the range of, of weight, it's it's actually at the higher end of weight, but not the heaviest half shell that's out there. Oh, okay. Now let's talk about that inner liner. Uh, how does that inner liner? Uh, well, what's it made of? First of all, and how does that help the rider? Well, it's made of a special uh, silicon uh, that provides strength, durability. Uh, there's you know increased elasticity, and what it's designed to do is, as that energy, as I was talking before, as that energy. Uh, comes through the shell, it activates the entire liner. And that liner then begins to move the energy uh, around the head. Uh, essentially, at the molecular level, it's all um, the, the, the molecules are hitting each other, providing the resistance, mm-hmm. uh, rather than your head, which is what the compression foam technology is designed to do. It just compresses foam. And the backstop of that, providing that resistance, much like when you crush a beer can on a table, that table's the resistance. Well, in the case of compression foam, that's your skull is providing the resistance for that impact. In our case, the energy moves laterally around the helmet and keeping the, the energy away from your head as it gets to dissipate it. And what, what that, what that um, does for you is it, it gives you a more versatile uh, protection and the way the energy gets displaced. Uh, both It works in both low energy and high energy impacts and works from all directions at, in one, at one point in time. Mm-hmm. Now, as far as it goes for the, uh, the airflow, how does it manage the airflow for cool, cooling and heating? I, I know the helmet does not have any vents on it, but how does that work with the, again, with heat and uh, cooling? Well, one of the one of the interesting byproducts of what we use is it's um, 
we use a non-toxic antifreeze um, fill to fill the liner. Mm -hmm. And what that is able to do is, uh, is antifreeze is a conductor. When you're in a, in your uh, shell, your foam shell, it's an insulator, so it keeps the heat in your head. Okay. Uh, and that's what makes the ride so hot. Well, with us, um, the antifreeze is a conductor. It draws heat away from the head. In fact, what a lot of riders can do uh, are doing is they can put the, um, the helmet in, in a refrigerator for about five or ten minutes. It cools the, um, the antifreeze down, and then you can get a comfortable ride for about 45 minutes. Oh, nice. Now, can you do the yeah, same thing? Well, I guess, I guess, I guess, heat is the same thing as well. It, well, what you do, uh, we, you wouldn't put put it in a microwave. No, of course thing, not. You know, but <laughs> and, and it, it, it and um, one one of the things that you would uh, real would feel over time on a cooler day is the water, the liquid. You know, the liquid inside will um, antifreeze will kind of take the heat off your head. Right. And as it does, it warms the, the liner itself and will help you feel more comfortable on those cooler days. Well, I would imagine that if you kept the helmet inside your house in a, you know, 72-degree room, uh, that, that heat will transfer to your head when you're, when you're wearing it. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. And it, so it'll, it'll give you that warming effect just the same way. All right. Now, is this, is this helmet technology the future of helmets? Like, is, is the uh, compression styrofoam being used in other helmets, is that outdated? Is that going away? Well, I, I don't think it'll ever completely go away. But in our opinion and that of the experts that we work with, this fluid displacement liner will eventually replace all foam compression-based liners. It's, um, it's gonna, you're going to find that it's going to be more effective at handling impacts and it's not just um, motorcycles we're talking about here. We're mm -hmm. talking about um, other types of helmets and, and, and safety instruments. So when you start talking about sports and athletics, we've tested it, um, tested this helmet and the liner uh, uh, on the Noxay test, which is a test that is done for sports and athletics mm -hmm. uh, equipment. And we've done extremely well. We have some of the best scores that anybody has ever seen. And so we feel great about that. And what um, that gives us, it opens up the opportunity to work in lacrosse and, and hockey, uh, baseball, and, of course, the big one right now is, is football, where everybody's concerned about concussion risk and, um, and uh, a traumatic brain injury that can occur. Now, would you so, think that uh, this, uh, this liner would decrease or certainly, I don't say prevent, or certainly lessen the uh, the chance of concussion uh yes it will oh really and, uh, and um, we we feel that you know the you know the kinds of injuries that occur in a motor vehicle accident uh you know like we we see whether it's a uh, a rotational angle you know a rotational um accident you know where you're there's twisting and mm -hmm. and all the smaller a helmet, more uh, less center of uh, you know more uh, center of mass and gravity is able to uh, reduce angular uh, acceleration, mm -hmm. and at the same time you you look at uh, the other uh, incidents of, of, of paralysis and 
and uh, frac skull fracture and all. It's going to do a lot better at reducing all of those. All right. Tell us about the clip that's on this. This isn't your traditional ring type uh, strap uh, assembly there. Tell, tell us no, about that. It's, it's a quick release uh, chin strap. It's uh, really a great um, find. You know, we wanted to put the very best technology into the helmet. We just love this. And we find that everybody that um, uses it, it's, it, you know, you can ride and, just with one uh, one hand, uh, pull, uh, pull it, tighten it. You can uh, re- release the clip with one one finger. Uh, it's very nice uh, approach to the clip. Uh, what I've seen even is uh, fellas with the beards, you know, with long beards and stuff. They get that, it, the you know, where you have that problem with the buckle uh, getting tangled on your beard. You don't get all wrapped up. It's, you can shove your beard into this thing and then and pull it out. It it won't um, it won't catch. Now I have to assume that this clip has been tested in in such a way that it won't come apart when you're riding or in the event of an impact. Uh, correct. Yeah, part of one of the requirements is a chin strap retention test. So they um, it goes through a very rigorous test uh, where uh, they pull on the on the chin strap first for a 50 pound pull and then up to a 300 pound pull on the chin strap. Right. Um, and so it's, it's a, it's part of the DOT test. We've uh, done some other testing, uh, with the helmet, um, and the chin strap to see what it, uh, what it can do. And from a performance perspective, this is all military grade, uh, material, the, the ribbon itself at the chin strap, all the buckles, the D-ring mm-hmm. are all military grade. And when we uh, pulled on this chin strap, we got it up to 1,100 pound pull wow. before. And you're, um, you need to be at 300. So we were well above what was required. Oh, that's great. Now, does Kirsch yeah. have any in plans on introducing half, three-quarter, or full-face helmets in the near future? Well, in the three-quarter full face, actually, um, let me answer the question in a different way. Okay. Uh, we're going to let the technology um, speak to us as we test it. We're going to find out where we want to go, and it's going to tell us where we want to go next. You know, okay. When you look at, um, like I mentioned, sports and athletics, certainly um, the three-quarter shell and full face are, uh, are another uh, marketplace, you know, another um, category that we can go after, but... Um, we just don't know where the testing is going to work best and where we can uh, create a more effective, uh, competitive, and affordable price point. You know, our goal is to provide the, um, the very best helmet in whatever category we launch. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the technology uh, will get us there. But for right now, uh, we know we're making the very best half shell, the classic half shell for the riders that are looking to have that classic half shell helmet and we want to make sure that we stay focused on that we don't lose our focus on them because they're really the riders that we want to help most right now all right now is uh, as far as goes for the helmet the way it's available right now you're available you're probably one of the only half shell helmets that i know that's available in so many colors now some people they don't care but i think just think that's a great feature you got uh well you got the six five six colors here sorry seven colors you got the matte black. Uh, actually, actually, we got eight. Eight? Uh, oh, okay. Eight colors. Yeah. Got to see them. Uh, well, on your website, you're showing a matte black, a, sh- uh, a gloss black, red, gray, silver, blue, and white. Is there another color there that I don't know about? 
Oh, maybe you're right. <laughs> okay. Uh, we also just added. Oh. Uh, we also just added our Goblin Green. Oh God, that'll that'll go over well. I think a lot of yeah, the Kawasaki guys will be getting that. Uh, great motorcycle. Uh, we just saw it at AIM Expo. Uh, there was a great motorcycle there, um, and it was uh, just uh, they just did a, a big expo, um, like six page uh, spread on it at uh, at the um, in Easy Rider. Okay, and I think it's a uh, upcoming issue or in the most recent issue, and it was uh, uh, the Goblin Green. Wow, so well with. It. And that, <laughs> I look uh, forward to seeing that. <laughs> Yeah. So tell us about Uh, well, it's a it's a just a terrific color. It's uh, you know we can customize we can do custom colors. We just had uh, uh, another custom uh, uh, paint job uh, done for us Mm -hmm. by uh, a fella uh, who was uh, at the uh, at the expo. He he was uh, uh, his uh, nickname is Atomic. And he did a great, uh, a great uh, drawing for us, and, and uh, did a custom paint job at the custom uh, show there in, um, in in Columbus. So it was it was really a terrific uh, show, and, and people were so generous, and, and he was especially just a great guy, real well, gifted. Well, you know, you're going to have to add flames and skulls at some point. Yeah, why not? <laughs> okay. So tell what shows are you going to be coming at? I know you guys were just at AIM. Um, tell us where else you're going. Uh, let me take a look. Um, I need to know myself. You must be going to the IMS show, I imagine. Yeah, we're going to coming up. We're doing, uh, yeah, IMS. Uh, we're actually going to be doing a pig roast coming up um, with, uh, yeah, let's see, where are we doing that? It's actually right up here in uh, Queensbury. Oh, yeah, I know where it is. Yeah, I know where Queensbury is. Yeah, yeah but we're um, we're kind of uh, going to be all over the place. You know, we plan to um, launch in so many cities, but the the real, um, you know, that that uh, IMS is going to be great. We're going to be in um, in Chicago, and and I think uh, we got Long Beach coming up here soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, down at the Javits Center in New York. Great, I'll see you there. Yeah. That's for sure. Washington, D- yep, Washington D.C. will be um, there. I think it's, uh, we're over in Cleveland as part of it. The IMS team is just uh, uh, they they've got a great uh, show, and we plan to be out there with them. I like the IMS show. I think it's a, I like it. I, I can't, unfortunately, you can't test ride any bikes, but. Uh, I think it's a great yeah, show. Yeah, well, it's it's nice, especially for everybody that that can't get enough, and you know, it's off season in the north, and yeah, it's uh, you know, you you know, that's great. And, you know, we're gonna um, we're gonna be in uh, in the spring coming up. We'll be at Daytona, of course, and then we'll be back to Sturgis. Nice. Uh, we want to be at the uh, 115th uh, 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 Harley anniversary up there, mm-hmm. and uh, so you know. Uh, we're actually putting together our schedule now. We just uh, we just uh, can't get enough. This um, when we look at the uh, at the um, the schedule, there are just so many places for us to be. Well, you know, you got to be at Americade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're going to be there, right? Um, actually, I I don't know. It's the same weekend as um, as Laconia, so well, we the, and really? we've got a couple other. 
Yeah, they're all back to back. It's just supporting uh, two things at the same time. Uh, we're looking at another um, another show as well. That's uh, further south uh, in the south. I think it's uh, down in Texas. We may go down and do that one. Okay. Well, Laconia is starts uh, in 2018. Is going to be June 9th to the 17th, mm-hmm. and um, Americade is going to be on. Hang on a second. I'm looking at right now. Uh, June 4th to the 9th. So there you go. You go to American yeah, first, so and then you go right to Laconia. Tear, yeah. <laughs> yeah, tearing down and setting up. That's the, that's the, that's the rub. Um, I'll help we're, you. We're actually thinking about going going further south. All right. And, uh, and actually heading down. I think the, um, our team is looking at wanting to go to, um, oh, where is it? In, uh, well, they got Texas. Maryland Bike Week also. Yep. And uh, Myrtle Beach. Oh, let's I think, see what else have we got. I think Myrtle Beach is in May. Let me take a look here. Myrtle Beach Spring Rally is uh, May 11th to the 20th. Yeah, there's uh, there's one coming up too, the Fall Rally in Myrtle Beach. Yeah, that's, that's October actually, 2nd. Yeah. Right well, that's, that's going. On, that's actually going on right now, right up through uh, this weekend. There's a. Uh, I think they've talked. Uh, we talked about Las Vegas Bike Fest. They wanted Ooh. to um, get a couple people out in Las Vegas, um, but I, I'm not sure what they're going to do now. Well, great. We they, we we got a couple of people that um, kind of just roam roam around the country, mm-hmm. and they um, they help us out uh, quite a bit. And and so you know, depending on where they where they can do right. Uh, you know, boy, what happened there? <laughs> my heart, um, you know, prayers that go out to everybody. Yeah. There. Oh, yeah. What a awful thing. Now, uh, as far as it goes for your the availability of your helmets, are they available at any retailers at the moment? Uh, no. Right now, uh, we we've been working uh, primarily off of our website. You know, so we're doing uh, pre-orders off the website as soon as we're in uh, full production. Uh, which will be coming up here in the next, uh, you know, during this quarter. Once we're in full production, then we'll start um, distributing um, through other um, other sources. So we'll have vendors, and, and uh, we've got um, a special kind of relationship that we're setting up with uh, with motorcycle uh, clubs. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we look at uh, some of these. Uh, you know, you know, they're everything is tribal, and these groups all get together and they ride and they cruise together, and um, there's they're always getting together. Well, what we've done is we've created a uh, a vendor a club vendor program that allows the clubs to um, to sign up and um, and then get a discount for their members. So if anybody uh, wants to know about that, they can just go right to our website at kirschhelmets.com. And at that site, they can look at the, what the uh, club vendor program is all about, and they can sign up their club okay. and then get discounts for all of their riders when they buy our helmets. Great. So why don't you tell us how our listeners can learn more about Kirsch Helmets and where they can check you guys out? Well, the, um, the, the best place to, uh, to uh, check us out is really to go um, onto the website and the website is uh, kirschhelmets.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's K-I-R-S-H helmets.com. And go there. And when you uh, go there, just take a uh, take a look. And we also have a kind of a clock 
uh, that tells you when our next event is going to be mm-hmm. and, you know, where we're going to be, uh, you know, either featured or what rally we're going to be at next. Right now we just have uh, the uh, Harley uh, one set up on there. And, uh, as we make our decisions, we're having our, um, our planning meeting is next week. Once we decide uh, next week when we're going to do everything, um, then we're going to start uh, scheduling um, right on there. You'll be able to see where, where you can see us at our next show All right. um, every day on that clock. You also have your Facebook page, uh, mm-hmm. which is uh, Kirsch Helmets on Facebook. And on Twitter, it's also Kirsch Helmets on Twitter. And you've also got your uh, Pinterest, and you're also on Instagram as well. So people can yeah, go to all those places. I, I don't even know how Pinterest got started, but um, we're there. Yeah. And uh, Instagram is a, a, another place um, where you can see. So. Uh, you know, we got we we have all kinds of ways to connect, and we want to, you know, people want to get on um, our blogs and and uh, make comments and all that. We'd love to connect with the users and you know with the, our fellow riders and see what we can do to make our our uh, helmet better and 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 help them get a chance to put their kershaws on. Excellent. I like that phrase. Get your kersh on. That's great. Yeah. Well, Jake. <laughs> it's uh, you know uh, like all of like all helmets uh, they're named after their families and and friends and uh, Jay Kershon is his name and uh, we want people to put their Kershon but it actually has another meaning and uh, the uh, Kersh is uh, K- kinetic impact reactive safety helmet oh. which is actually what it's called in the patent and so. Um, you know, it's got this double meaning. Yeah. And uh, either way, it means a lot to all of us. And we hope someday to everyone that wears a Kirsch, um, that it will mean a lot to them, too. That's excellent. Now, they're available in what well, appears to be two sizes, medium and large. So uh, Yes, we just tested uh, We just tested a small. Uh, okay. So we're going to get a small uh, together soon. And uh, the extra large will be coming for all the... All right. Do you mind if I t- do you mind if I say the price? No, not at all. All right. Well, it's two forty five, two hundred forty five dollars, and you got the medium and large. So measure your noggin first before you go uh, over to Kirsch Helmet and buy one of these things. I like the I, I like the helmet. I really like the helmet, and I I want to get myself myself one because I got a silver bike and I want to get the silver helmet. So you know I got to be color coordinated. Donnie. There you go. <laughs> I want to thank you very much for joining me here on the Motorcycle Men podcast. Don't go anywhere after we're done. Oh, I want to talk to you a little bit. But thank you very much for joining me here on the Motorcycle Men podcast. Any last things you want to say to our listeners out there in motorcycle world? Well, I, I would just say that, um, you know, the company is made for all of you, for the riders. Uh, we we came out of um, it, out of out of nowhere to really create what the what we feel is the, the best helmet for you to wear when you make a choice. We wanted something that was stylish, uh, and that was comfortable, and that um, you didn't have to sacrifice safety to do it and wear it. So we just want you to take a, take a look, try it on, ride the helmet, and then make your choice. And uh, we think that um, so far, that's worked great for us because everybody that's been able to put a Kirsch on um, and wrote, wrote it, bought it. And uh, we're happy about that. So 
Um, you know, I think if you've got a chance to see one somewhere, uh, take a look at it on the website. But if you can get it on your head and experience that improved performance and that that ride, and you can enjoy that ride, uh, we know you're going to be a customer for life. Excellent. Well, so everybody, listen, you just heard what he said. Get out there and get yourself a Kirsch helmet. And get your Kirsch on, like he said. And uh, it's great stuff. Donnie, thank you very much for joining me here on the podcast. And uh, I look forward to uh, seeing your product at one of the upcoming events. Yes, thanks, Broadway. All right, thank you. All right, thank you very much for listening. That was uh, Donnie DeVito from Kirsch Helmets telling us all about their new low-profile helmet. And uh, please check them out. That's some great stuff. Uh, also, please check out our fellow podcasters over at Loud Pipes and Throttled Podcast, uh, Motorcycles and Misfits, Cleveland Moto, Cafe Racer Podcast, and uh, the Wheel Nerds. And, of course, uh, our friend Larry out there at the Creative Riding Podcast. Uh, please, by all means, check out these guys. They uh, do their thing, and they're really good at it. And what they do is help us uh, spread the passion of our motorcycle love. All right, so check them out. And, no, be back next week with uh, brothers Tim and Chris at Buck 2 and Joker. We'll be back in the studio. We're going to do our usual goofy stuff. And uh, we're going to talk about, uh, we got. We also got a uh, guest, Daniel Rince, uh, from, um, the, from, from the movie, uh, uh, I forget the name of the movie right now. But anyway, but I have it. he's going to be my guest uh, in, in next week, two weeks, he'll be my guest. And then we're going to take a few weeks off while we get some uh, things in order around here. All right. Thank you very much for listening. This was episode 112. And I am Ted for Timbuktu and Chris the Joker. We are the Motorcycle Men Podcast. And thank you very much for listening. Have a great day, week, and get out there and ride. And remember, we say stupid crap so you don't have to.